This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T R Y L I F E M D.com. Tommy, what's your favorite event of the year? Oh, it's for sure the Easter Jeep Safari. Yeah, mine too. And unfortunately, this year it looks like because of ongoing circumstances it's going to be canceled yep that's right so due to global health concerns jeep is actually pulling out of the 2020 easter jeep safari which is the largest gathering of jeep enthusiasts pretty much anywhere in the world and this is a problem for a number of reasons it's a problem because we love going there yeah it's also a problem because every year jeep unveils some of the coolest jeep concepts uh, that Mark Allen, who is the lead designer of Jeep, can think of. And I'm sure he's really disappointed by the fact that he won't be able to unveil his concepts because I think this is the only time that a manufacturer spends this much time and energy on a community of fellow enthusiasts. So in this podcast, we're going to give you the top 10 concepts that Mark Allen has unveiled over the last 10 years that we've been there. And this is basically all Jeep, all the time. Exactly right. Now, these concepts are not vehicle that Jeep has any intention of building. These are basically ways to show off to the fans, to show off to the world some of the cool things you can do with your Wranglers or your Renegades or your Grand Cherokees. And, you know, basically they stretch the limit of what's possible in a custom-built vehicle. But the cool thing is, unlike a shop building a crazy Jeep, this is actually Jeep corporate. So they've got a lot of resources to put behind this, and they've got a lot of creative engineers and designers that really go all out. So before we get going, uh, going through our top 10 Easter Jeep concepts. Let's just talk about the Easter Jeep Safari, define what it is, uh, talk about what it's like to be in Moab uh, in the spring. It's called EJS because, well, it's usually right around Easter. Uh, and that is coming up in this show. So let's get to it. Sit back and relax or keep driving if you're driving. TFL Talking Cars is on the air, the world's most popular car podcast. Okay, maybe not yet, but we're working on it. All right, so Let's quickly go over what the Easter Jeep Safari is. Basically, it's a gathering of Jeep enthusiasts held in Moab, Utah, one of the meccas of off-roading every year, the first week before Easter. So I think this year it was April 7th through the 12th, uh, but like we've talked about, Jeep has actually decided to not attend this year. And 
this group of enthusiasts come together, thousands of Jeeps, they run trail rides, there's a vendor show typically, uh, there's barbecues, it really is just a huge happy family of Jeep owners around the world. Yeah, and you know, the cool thing about Jeeps, Tommy, as you know, because we've had, gosh, <laughs> how many Jeeps have we had now? Too many. Too many, is that they're like Harleys, right? They're ultimately customizable, and you can make them ultimately your own Jeep, so there's no two Jeeps that are alike. It's uh, very similar to Harley, very similar to Mini, uh, and especially at the Easter Jeep Safari, uh, guys and Jeep gals bring their Jeeps and just show off um, in both kind of just having them there, but then also their capability on the trail to what they've created. And you'll see some of the craziest Jeeps uh, that you've ever seen at the EJS. Everything from Puron rock crawlers to slammed uh, lowriders to classic Jeeps, um, you know, you name it, it's there. Exactly right, and Jeep really takes that spirit to the next level with some of these concepts, and maybe we should go down some of the list now. Um, so the number 10 concept is something called the Jeep New Kaiser 715, and if you're out there listening to our podcast, be sure to type in TFL car Jeep New Kaiser 715 into your search engine, and you'll see exactly what we're talking about as we go down this list. But the New Kaiser 715 is a retro-inspired military-like vehicle. So basically in the 1970s, uh, Kaiser had a military vehicle called the M715, which had this iconic slant front to it. It was typically a pickup truck, uh, NDT tires, right, old-school military, and Jeep redid it in 2010 using a JK platform. Yeah, and I actually got to drive that. This was our first year we went, actually. Yeah, this is the first year we went, yeah. and me and Nathan actually got to go get behind the wheel of this. Uh, what's really interesting is also what's under the hood. So instead of just starting with your standard JK, Jeep reached deep into the toolbox and actually started with something called the Jeep J8, which is an Egyptian military diesel version of the Wrangler JK designed for the Egyptian military, believe it or not. So it looks like a JK, the interior is very JK, it's a little bit stripped down, but it's got a little diesel engine, a 2.8 liter, and that's what they started out with for this military-like concept. Yeah, and let's talk about the man who does these because that's an important distinction uh, that I think only Jeep has. Now, for all of you car guys and car gals out there, you'll probably know that uh, Jeep, as a brand, has been owned by a bunch of different companies, right? right? It started out uh, basically as well, it started Willys out, Overland. Yeah, Willys Overland in the 1940s. Um, then they went to Kaiser. Kaiser owned them for a good period. Uh, AMC, American Motors, uh, Chrysler, and then Mercedes, uh, Mercedes and now Fiat yeah. Chrysler Automotives. Yeah, and Mark Allen is the man that has kept that kind of consistency throughout the Jeep line. He's, he's probably the glue that has held Jeep together as a brand. He's a lead designer, we yeah. should clarify. Yeah, he's a lead designer. Uh, he's been doing it for, you know, probably longer than he'd like to admit. Uh, we've gotten to know him over the years, and, um, you know, he's an old... Um, Air Force guy, and he really understands the DNA of the Jeep brand. Uh, and I think without Mark, uh, I, I, I could see Jeep easily becoming watered down and being used as not the pure off-road enthusiast-driven brand that it has become, but as you know, a marketing tool for the rest of the line, if not for the rest of the company. Because when Sergio uh, bought, when FCA uh, basically purchased um, Jeep from Mercedes. He said at the time, Sergio was the CEO of FCA, he said at the time that there were three crown jewels uh, that FCA was buying. And of course, two of them were Alfa Romeo 
or in, under that blanket of companies. The other one was Ram because it's profitable, and the most important one was Jeep. And why is Jeep so important? Well, because it's known around the world. Exactly right. I mean, it's an American staple, right? It's uh, and especially now as more and more people are buying SUVs, Jeep was there really first in the 1940s with the original SUV in a lot of ways. So it's it's truly American. It's truly iconic, and these concepts typically tend to uh, reflect that. So now going back to the new Kaiser 715. This was an early concept that Jeep did for Easter Jeep Safari. Uh, it was probably the first one we actually drove when we drove out to Moab way back in 2010. But it's this huge green lifted old school looking Jeep. I mean, it looks like a military vehicle on 38 inch tires. Uh, the color, according to Mark Allen, is trash can gray. So Mark Allen, when he designs these, he puts a lot of his personality into these rigs. Uh, you know, a lot of manufacturers would kind of take them and maybe lift them a little bit and uh, use them as a platform to market things. But Mark Allen and his team, they put their heart and soul into these Jeeps. So they, they, they take a lot of cues off of other models or they do fun hidden cubbies and Easter eggs and they really get into it. So. Trash can gray is, is the color of this. And typically, you know, you see a concept, a manufacturer will roll it out, and that'll be the end of it. You know, you'll never see it again, or it might show up 40 years down the line in some museum. Well, these Easter Jeep concepts, although they'll never be produced for street use, they come year and year again. So certain models you'll see the next year and the next year, just like Jeep people driving around. Uh, and this is one that you've seen consistently almost every year. And I asked them a while back, you know, how many miles do you have on this concept? And they said something like 80,000 miles. Yeah, they use it as a support vehicle <laughs> yeah. uh, for the Easter Jeep Safari. So you'll see it around Moab uh, during EJS. Um, but you, make, you bring up a good point, you know. A lot of concepts are shown once at the show and never shown again. Uh, unlike these vehicles, these are actually used and they bring them out year after year. Um, and let's talk a little bit about um, the different concepts and what they represent. Right. So really, it depends on the year. And there's typically our trends uh, year to year. But one of the most common things you see is they'll tease certain elements of upcoming models on the concept. So before the Gladiator or Wrangler came out, the JL or JT, uh, we saw some interesting Jeep trucks or we saw some funny grills on certain models that maybe tease the upcoming generations. And really there's, there's sometimes no rhyme and reason to them. It's just what the team will think is cool, will be cool, right? Uh, but typically it's a lot of new Jeeps turned old, so really crazy resto mods. Uh, we've seen some uh, examples of old Jeeps with newer drivetrains. But the general trend is they take a current platform like a JK or a JL or a JT, they rip the body off, and then they put something completely different on top. And, and these are not, you know, thrown together. I mean, there are certainly some rough edges we'll talk about, but for the most part, these concepts are, are factory. They are really pretty factory, yeah, and they allow us journalists to come out and drive them around for a day. Yeah, I, I would say they fall into three different categories. First, there's the ones that uh, foreshadow what's coming, right? right? Those are the ones you talked about. Uh, then there's the ones that kind of uh, jump on whatever the trend of the time is, right? So last year there was a, a concept uh, that was very much overlandy. Well, last year it was all um, basically gladiator-based trucks. Right, but that it was, it was, it was like, you know, the gladiator is not necessarily an overland truck, but with overlanding becoming such a huge thing, Mark Allen built the ultimate overlanding gladiator. Yeah. So they're kind of mm -hmm. they're kind of foreshadowing or they're uh, echoing the current uh, hot theme of the day. And then the final one are, um, you know, Mopar's trying to sell parts, right? right. Jeep yep. performance parts. That's and, right. and so then there's a set of concepts that usually uh, have uh, a lot of the... Uh, off-the-shelf parts. Parts that you can buy from yeah. your dealer so that it shows off what you can do with your Jeep. So those are the three basic categories. And of course, um, they're done with flair, they're done with style, uh, and, and 
sometimes are done as retro Jeeps, and those are probably my favorites, and we'll get to some of those on this list as well. Yeah, so the number nine Jeep we have on our concept list, list actually dates back to 2012, and it's something called the Jeep Mighty FC concept. This is another one. I think you drove this in Michigan, even. I did get to drive this, not in Michigan, in Moab. I uh, thought there was a video of you climbing like a proving ground in this Jeep. I'm pretty uh, sure there was. Someone yeah. drove this in Michigan for something. But basically what this is, is a forward cab Jeep truck. So in the 1950s and 60s, uh, Jeep did something called the forward control, which was this little utility truck based on the CJ5 with a cab forward design. And Jeep redid this for 2012 using all new components in kind of this, um, like a steel blue almost. Just type in 2012 Jeep Mighty FC concept TFL car, you'll see a picture of it. Uh, 40 inch tires, portal axles, over 23 grand worth of portal axles in this. And what did you think driving this? Because it had a really unique seating position. Yeah, uh, so uh, I, got to tr I got to drive it with Mark. Uh, and the thing about the forward control is you sit ahead of the front wheels, right? So, right. so it's a really weird feeling when you're sitting in front of the front tires <laughs> and you're driving this Jeep and it drives like a school bus, right? I mean, the steering wheel isn't upright. It's more like flat. And so you're sitting there and the, the, the vehicle turns behind you. Uh, which is really weird, uh, and you feel like you're going to nosedive because you feel like you know there, there's too much weight on the nose, and it's going to it's going to kind of uh, come crashing forward. But it's a really cool way to drive uh, a vehicle. I think the reason that you don't see a lot of these vehicles now is because your feet basically become the crash zone. Right. Right. It's, sure. It's, it's kind of like the way the old uh, Volkswagen buses were. B buses yeah. were as well. It's that same kind of concept. And once you get used to it, it's cool. But before you get used to it, it's really freaky. And I got to drive it over some relatively mild off-road terrain, uh, and it was a lot of fun. So this this is a really interesting concept because typically, uh, you know, I shouldn't say typically, but some of these concepts that Jeep does is pretty apparent. They took a platform, you know, they bolted their Mopar parts on, and they use it as a catalog. And, and we've seen that in the past. And they're very cool, but it, it can't be that expensive for them to do. Yep. Other concepts like this Mighty FC concept, if I had to put a price on it, oh, hundreds of thousands of dollars to do. Because it's got a full custom bed, full custom cab, full custom grill. And it's not, you know, like we said, it's not like, let's screw some panels together, call it custom. I mean, this could be a factory vehicle to finish is so good. Yeah, and I think another reason that this is actually doable is because the guy who runs FCA right now, uh, Mike Manley, yeah. uh, him and Mark have a pretty, at least I've talked to Mark, I think they have a pretty good relationship. And so when Mark knocks on Mike's door and says, hey, uh, um, Mark, I need, you know, put a lot of zeros behind this number to do the concepts. Right. Um, Manly usually allows that. Uh, and it's, it's, I don't know of a lot of car companies where you have that much budget and that much flexibility and that much resources thrown into something. Um, basically, yep. that's just, you know, a concept. But they'll never be sold. It'll right? never be sold. <laughs> never, yeah. ever. Yeah. So Mike Manley, I think, um, um, has that relationship with Mark Allen where they actually allow this to happen. And it's really, I think, unique uh, in, in all of the automotive world that we've been covering for the last 10 years. Yeah, it, it sure is. And, you know, you could argue that, you know, this is a waste of money to, to build a one-off vehicle that's never going to see the light of day. But, you know, it's stuff like this, this podcast, right, that, that makes these special because it gets people talking, it gets people excited, and it, it kind of... It opens the minds of people to, to, to the possibilities of what they could do with their Wrangler. I mean, no one's going to go out and make a forward cab uh, stretched Rubicon, you know, for hundreds of thousands of dollars. But they see that and they might be like, you know, that looks cool. Maybe I'll put this bumper on it or maybe I'll lift it a little bit. 
You know, Moab has uh, a main street, uh, and there's a drugstore there called Walker Drugs, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and for the last couple of years, Jeep has actually taken these concepts that they've unveiled uh, for journalists out in the wilds of Moab and actually parked them in front of the drugstore. Uh, and so people who are there for Easter Jeep Safari can go and crawl in and out of them. It's, it's really cool. It's not like, you know, unlike any other auto show, and it used to be even much more difficult to do that because EJS was also... Uh, you know, butt to butt or neck to neck or wheel to wheel. Butt with, to butt. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to change that, Tommy. I'm trying to <laughs> dig myself out of that hole. F- fender to fender uh, with uh, the New York Auto Show. Right. So, so they would, you know, have this uh, really cool concept thing happening in Moab. But at the same time, they'd be unveiling uh, new concepts in New York. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, it's cool because if you're there, you can go and actually, you know, Check these things out up close and personal, something you could never do at most auto shows because they're usually gone or they're roped off. So number eight on our list is an interesting concept called the Wrangler Africa concept. And this is a case where it looks like a standard Wrangler from a distance. You wouldn't take a second look at it until you actually start taking a second look at it and you realize just how much work went into this to make this Jeep into something really special. So the Africa concept kind of previewed actually this whole overlanding craze that's going on. And... To, to describe it, basically imagine someone crashed an FJ40 or a Defender into the back of a Wrangler. So the whole rear end is a fixed roof, squared off design. It really looks like an old 1960s Land Cruiser in the rear. White roof with a roof rack and steel wheels. It's beige uh, and it's just a really amazing um, kind of Africa-inspired overland concept. This is like something you'd imagine seeing in a 1970s movie crossing Botswana. Yeah, and I love the wheels, right? The wheels are what makes it. Right. Uh, for a long time, if you lifted a Jeep, you would get these crazy, like, chrome or black uh, wheels that you would put on the thing. And they were very expensive, and they were made of exotic materials, and they had very intricate patterns in them. Uh, and what I love about this concept is that they went back to basically, you know, Steely's body color. So it looks like a standard Jeep on the front, and then the rear is kind of squared off, and, you know... It doesn't look all that special, but Jeep has actually had to extend the rear of the vehicle by 12 inches to increase the rear storage capacity. It has a fixed roof. It doesn't have a, rem- a removable roof. It's got a huge, giant rear rear barn door to fit all your stuff, uh, jerry cans and roof racks and winches, and it really is prepped for old-school off-roading. This is not, you know, a crazy rock crawler. This is one you'd want to cross a continent in. And it's actually a diesel engine, too. So the JKs here in the U.S. only came with gas V6s. But this is a 2.8-liter turbocharged diesel engine. Yeah, and, you know, for the longest time, the forbidden fruit in the Jeep world has been the diesel, right? Right. At least especially um, in the Wrangler world. We've had diesels in the Grand Cherokee recently, but not in the Wrangler. Uh, And so, you know, for a long time, Mark was putting diesels into uh, Wranglers. And I think that's because I was talking to him once and he said, you know, they've been building diesel Jeeps for Europe for a long time. Mm -hmm. So they build them in Ohio. Right. And they put them on a truck and they ship them to Europe. Uh, And what he did was he basically diverted one or two of those uh, to Michigan and then used those as a platform to build this concept. Yep. And Part of the reason they're so cool is because we simply just didn't get them here in the U.S. and having a diesel is a really cool concept. And number seven on our list before is also... You, before you go there, what? we have a Jeep diesel Wrangler. It just came out. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the new one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have this look on your face like you forgot that there was a Wrangler. Well, we personally don't have a diesel Wrangler. Right, but in America in we the, have one. Yeah, in the U.S., yep. And we've done a bunch of reviews of that, uh, and I got to drive it off-road in the sands of, um, where was I, in Utah. Uh, and, you know, it's certainly interesting. I think that's coming to the Gladiator eventually as well. It was supposed to come this spring. We'll see what happens with, you know, everything that's happening right now. But, um yeah, it, finally you can get a diesel Wrangler with just a boatload of torque, uh, and um, if you love that kind of classic Land Cruiser, uh, Land Rover design, diesel-powered vehicle, it's now available in a Wrangler, and it's expensive. I think it costs four thousand dollars more if you want to get a diesel Wrangler. Yeah, it's a it's a big price upgrade, and you know it's a great choice if you're looking at putting huge tires on your Jeep right off the bat. But otherwise, I'd, I'd probably stick with the, the V6. But, you know, the European diesels are, are smaller, uh, more efficient, but a lot less powerful. So here in the U.S., we're kind of power hungry. They give us big, high-torque, large displacement diesels. But like the 2.8 you'd find in, in the old JK Wrangler, it was a, a pretty cool engine. It just, I guess it didn't make financial sense to bring it to the U.S. All right, number seven, dude. What do you got? Number seven is a... Absolutely crazy concept as well. So the previous models we've been looking at have all been basically Wrangler-based, even if they don't look like Wranglers. Uh, but number seven is called the 2016 Jeep Comanche concept. Again, type in TFL car 2016 Jeep Comanche concept, you'll find it. And it is a modern interpretation of a mini truck. So the Comanche is a name that dates back to the 80s and 90s. It was a small pickup truck based on the Cherokee, actually. But in 2016, they redid it based on the little itty-bitty Renegade. So basically, the front half is a Renegade with the roof roof chopped off. And then they cut it at the B-pillar and added a five-foot military-inspired bed. And this is absolutely crazy. It's basically a Jeep Renegade pickup truck. A tiny truck, as you call it. Yeah, tiny trucks were popular uh, before... Mini before trucks. You, before your age, uh, mini trucks were popular, right? The original Japanese trucks were mini trucks. So before mm-hmm. the Tundra, yeah. uh, before the Tacoma, there were little tiny Toyota trucks. The Toyota trucks, that's what they were called, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and this harkens back to those days. And I remember doing this video, and people just lost their, you know what about it? It just was so cool, so different, so unusual. Well, um, it's crazy. It's a convertible, canvas-topped Jeep Renegade with a bed. I mean, who does that? Why would you do that? And yet they did. With 32-inch oversized tires uh, and a diesel engine. Yeah, it pretty much had everything people wanted. Uh, And, you know, (laughs) there's a rumor now that uh, Ford is actually working on uh, a a mini truck. And maybe, you know... Four years later, they saw that there was actually demand for something like this, uh, and they actually started working on it. Because, let's face it, uh, you know, with uh, gas being cheap, (laughs) it doesn't really matter how big the truck is but if you're living in a city let's say you're living in chicago or new york or even la right big trucks are just not practical you can't park them uh they're a pain in the butt when it comes to actually getting around and so a tiny truck or a mini truck like this would do really well and there's certain concepts they do that obviously would never make sense in the market like like the uh the forward controls right that's a cool truck to look at but it wouldn't make sense in a modern day market however this comanche concept is one they absolutely should have built they should be building i think there is a huge market for a renegade based usable affordable four-wheel drive pickup truck I mean, it's small. It's smaller than a Tacoma. It's smaller than a Ranger. They would have sold a million of these. Yeah, you know, I've been kind of a big proponent of tiny mini trucks for a long time. Every time I get together with, like, some of the uh, 
company officials. I'm like, hey, build a small truck. People want it. Build it. And, uh, you know, it, it just falls on deaf ears. Like, I, I don't know why the Amrock isn't here, which is obviously Volkswagen's truck. Right. Um, you know, and there's a lot of reasons having to do with the chicken tax. And we can go into that in another show. But uh, I think a mini truck would just do really well. The only one that's coming in the future that's certainly Ford, you know, we've got spy shots of them, but we don't know what Ford's doing. That's you know, mm-hmm. that's beyond that's the Bronco. The yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, we know that the Santa Cruz, the Hyundai Santa mm-hmm. Cruz is coming, which is more of a Baja style, Subaru Baja style kind of ute than a mini truck. Uh, but we'll see how that does. So I think this is a good example, too, of this looks production ready. It's got a bed. It, there's no missing panels, right? It's all the same color. The color, by the way, is called beige against the machine, which is pretty cool. But when you start looking at things, you realize that, all right, there'd, there'd be a lot of development work that would have to take place. Like, for example, it doesn't have headrests because they wanted to make it look cool. It doesn't have any kind of roof protection, sure. just a canvas top. Um, you know, in the video, yeah. as finished hey, as this was... You don't need your head in a rollover. Well, yeah. As finished and cool as this was, like, certainly on some of the articulated sections, it was scraping like crazy. And Yeah, when you drive them, actually, sometimes you can... You know, most prototype cars you see at the auto show are not drivable. They're rolling yeah. chassis. And these are drivable, so big credit there. But, like, you'll certainly get in some of them, and they'll be rubbing, and there'll be some hard edges. But for the most part, they're very complete. I was talking to the Jeep guys, and actually one of the hardest <laughs> things they had to get around with the Comanche concept here is turning a Renegade into a pickup truck is not actually all that easy because there's little things you'd never think about that go wrong like the uh, rear seat belts do you remember this uh they've got like warning buzzers when they're unplugged yep. and they wouldn't they it wouldn't they, they didn't have rear seat belts they cut off the butt of the car yep. so not having re- rear seat belt totally confused the computer and it wouldn't run like stuff like that were were big challenges yeah, that, that, to get over. yeah that's where you know the tens of millions they spend on these concepts would turn into hundreds of millions <laughs> exactly yeah all right what's number six tommy so number six is an interesting concept this is a, a kind of an interesting resto mod for the 25th anniversary of the grand cherokee in 2017 jeep showed the grand one concept so this is a 1993 jeep grand cherokee in bright blue uh, with big old school uh, star style wheels and it looks like something straight out of the 90s. Once again, another Jeep, you'd like, well, they just took a Grand Cherokee, painted a nice color, called it a day. But they didn't. Uh, to get Is that the ZJ? ZJ, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. To get better proportions, they moved the rear wheels back one inch, the front axle forward two inches. Um, it's lifted. It's got Dana 44s on it. It's just crazy. I mean, it's a it's a great example of a Jeep you would never look twice at unless you're an enthusiast. But the amount of effort that went into restoring and upgrading this Grand Cherokee is nuts. Yeah, you know, I think the ZJ is uh, going to be a very fun mod. It already is a very fun modifiable Jeep because it does have a lot of off-road crud or cred. Both, <laughs> cred, yeah. Both crud and cred. I said that on purpose this time, Tommy. Don't give me that look. Okay. Uh, uh, and um, you know, uh, if I were looking at doing a budget build on a on a Jeep that you could take overlanding or you can take off-road, a ZJ would certainly be uh, top of my list just because, you know, the Grand Cherokees were ubiquitous. Uh, This model of Jeep actually had a lot of the off-road stuff that you need. Uh, It's relatively bulletproof. um, And the transmissions are kind of dicey. but Some of the transmissions had issues. Ish, yeah. Uh, But overall, yeah, uh, if you're thinking about doing an off-road uh, and you have a very tight budget. Let's say what five thousand dollars. You could probably get in. You could probably get into a ZJ for five thousand. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So this one also had some cool hidden Easter eggs. I don't know if, if you remember this. I remember them. But like the rear tail lights yeah. pulled out completely. Yes. And, and there was a hidden cubby which they called storage for blinker fluid. Yep. 
um, which was actually uh, storage for adult beverages, but yes. it's a hidden cubby that'll actually retract from the taillight. Uh, both of them, the, the right side was the blinker fluid, the left side was cups. Uh, once again, like that must have taken so much engineering to hide away a cubby in a taillight. Or just think, you know, I mean, just the, the, the idea of actually being able to come up with that. Let's, yeah, you know, who we, would, I would sit there sitting around idea. at the office like, hey, we need blinker fluid. But what is blinker fluid? You know, it's, it's not blinker fluid, right? It's something else. Right. Um, so, yeah, uh, you know, a big congrats to Mark for uh, really the amount of creativity that he put in, puts into these. Yeah, so number five is called the Jeep Wrangler JK2A Staff Car Concept. And Mark Allen describes this as a caricature of a World War II vehicle. So this looks exactly like an old school Willys Jeep, but done on a new JK platform. I've got the bad news for all you Land Rover fans, Tommy. What's that? Uh, Jeep came first. Yeah, <laughs> and this is concept kind of harkens back to that, right? Exactly. Right. All you Land Rover guys out there and gals are probably you know thinking that Land Rover and Jeep kind of came out at the same time, and actually Land Rover was inspired by Jeep, uh, the old Overland, right, the World War II military one, uh, and this harkens back to those days uh, when you know Jeeps weren't uh, these V-hulled, uh, Oshkosh monster. Uh, Jo- uh, joint, what is it, JLTV? Joint like tactical vehicles. vehicles but yeah. they were simple. Uh, stripped down. Stripped down, um, you know, just uh, terribly dangerous. I mean, think about driving around World War II in one of these, right, with no right. real protection. Right. Uh, some of them had like machine guns mounted to them, but that doesn't protect yeah, but no you. No armor, and you're sitting on the fuel tank was not ideal. To say the least. Yes. So what they did with the staff car concept is uh, they took a brand new black on red, a beautiful like 10th anniversary Rubicon, right? Yep. And in just three weeks, they basically totaled it in some way. So they ripped absolutely everything off of it. The doors off. They cut out the B pillar. Um, they, they cut up the seats. They painted everything in what Mark Allen calls a government paint job. Yep. Where basically you cover the windshield and you spray every surface beige. So, so they essentially ruined in some ways this Except Jeep. Except the tires. Except the tires, yeah. Uh, or you could look at it, they made something extremely unique. Because this is a, a really a retro throwback to a military vehicle. Steel wheels, big NDT tires, manual transmission. The gear selector is a hand grenade. Um, no B-pillar, no doors, no real mirrors. You know, just this would never be something you could ever sell because it wouldn't pass a single regulation. But man, it's so cool. Yeah, I'd love to have one just to drive around town. He uh, did a, um, if you recall too, he did a like a two-door version of this. Yep. Another little staff car concept, yep. and well, two doors. They have no doors, but a short version of right. this. And he drives it like everywhere. Every time we see Mark at Easter Jeep, he's always driving around this little roll yeah. cageless. Yeah, that, that's the JK. Yeah, that's the. Uh, perk of being a manufacturer you get manufacturer plates right so you can <laughs> you, yeah exactly you don't, you don't necessarily have to go to your local dmv <laughs> and register it i think you just slap on some manufacturer plates and away you go right so congratulations to mark for uh having that and you know i actually got to drive one of their concepts around moab as well and it was really cool oh on the road so yeah. when we go to these they only they take us like to a little corral yeah and we drive them around this little dirt area you never get to drive them on the road. But that's right. You took one of the lightweight concepts. Uh, number four is probably the one that was the most anticipated because we knew it would happen, right? After the Hellcat came out, the Charger Challenger, right? We knew that somebody would eventually, at FCA, take that 707 horsepower Hemi and throw mm-hmm. it into a Jeep. And that's exactly what they did. Yeah, this is the 2016 Jeep Trailcat concept. It's an extended wheelbase two-door Wrangler with a 6.2 liter supercharged Hellcat engine, a six-speed manual, and Viper bucket seats. 
And Dana. Yeah, Dana 60s. Yeah, you have to have Dana 60s for that much power. Yeah, huge oversized tires. This was funny. So this was right after the Hellcat came out. There was so much excitement around it. We knew they were going to do one. Yeah. Uh, and then they plopped us in this thing in low range and had us drive around at like three miles an hour. Do you yeah, that? And it eventually broke. Yeah, because someone went above three miles an hour and drove it into a yeah. rock or something. Yeah, we, ne- <laughs> we never really got to use the 707 horsepower. And the other crazy thing about it was I remember driving it around um, – in the dirt, uh, because that engine sucks so much fuel, the fuel pump uh, was mounted on, you know, like a race style box. Yeah, fuel cell. Fuel cell, and it was so loud I could barely hear myself. So oh, was, that's right. So, yeah. So, so, like, so, yeah. So you had the fuel pump going, and then finally, when you you know gave it a little bit of the beans, and the uh, big monster Hellcat engine came to life. But it was uh, it was definitely more of a concept than it was production ready well yeah that that's such a dangerous concept to shove 707 horsepower into two-door wrangler but that'd be the one you'd want to take to the drag strip well sure but who would want to take that to a drag strip now this next one you would not want to take to a drag strip but you would want to take it to the beach oh i think this is so cool this is number three the 2016 2016 was a good year for these concepts by the way but the 2016 jeep shortcut concept uh this was inspired um, by the old school CJ5s, which I happen to know was Mark Allen's favorite design of all time. It was the simplest, the cleanest. It's a JK-based platform, once again. Another one you wouldn't take a second look at, but they cut 14 inches out of the body, stripped absolutely everything off of it, gave it this adorable little sport roll cage, red steel wheels, bright red paint, and a red plaid interior. Yeah, you know, uh, the beauty of, I think, Wranglers in general is, you know, some cars are very male-specific and some cars are very female specific right yeah. uh, and a wrangler can go both ways right you could make it very butch and very like mean and angry or you could make it very cute and kind of wide-eyed uh, and this one went the, the kind of the, the cute direction yeah you know friendly uh kind of like a you know like a puppy that wants to please uh and um i think um, when people saw it they, they had to first kind of do a double take because they were like, oh, it's just a Jeep. And then you get closer to it, and it reveals itself to be this, like, cute puppy dog of a Jeep that you just want to fall in love with and want to drive to the beach and, you know, want to take your significant other in with, you know, a beautiful sunny day in California. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's one of my favorites on this list. It's just such a cool it's concept. Magic. It's yeah. going to be one you, you have to Google yeah. to understand. But it had, like, vintage Coke bottles in it. I mean, it looks like something straight out of the 1960s. Yeah, and those plaid seats were cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. And number two is also a 1960s-looking concept. It's the – this was actually a long time ago. 2012 Jeep J12 concept. So back before we had the current Gladiator, in the early 60s, there was a truck called the Jeep Gladiator, which was a full-size pickup. I had that classic slant nose front end, uh, four headlights, old school kind of razor style grill, and Jeep basically took a JK, uh, and back in the day they had something called the J8 conversion kit, which is a Mopar kit where you could take a JK and chop it up and turn it into a truck, sold through Mopar, they took two of them to turn this into a Wrangler conversion. So, based on a Wrangler Sahara, white wheels, hubcaps, six foot bed, bright red, white wheels, I mean it's... A lot of chrome, classic 60s resto mod. And keep in mind, this was back in 2012 where the Gladiator wasn't even on our radar yet. So, you know, we knew that there had been classic Jeep trucks in the past. But for a long time, at least, you know, as long as we've been doing this, Jeep decided that they were not going to build trucks because they didn't want to compete, you know, at one <laughs> point with Ram. Right. Um, with a Dakota, actually, right, which is a mid-sized mm-hmm. truck. Uh, and so when we, when we saw this, we thought to ourselves, you know, this is really cool, but Jeep will never build a truck again. And then lo and behold, the Gladiator came out. Uh, but it, it is a cool truck. And that nose on that truck is also something that a lot of people use on their Wranglers. 
Yeah, so that uh, Kaiser 715 nose, the Gladiator yeah. nose, it's it's really an interesting design. And actually, three of the vehicles on our list have this front end on it, just because it is so iconic. Four headlights, it's got that inverted front end, like that slant nose we keep talking about. Classic design, power dome in the hood. I don't know. They they really should come back with kind of a reskin of this in a modern flair because they've done so many concepts with this. It's gotten so much attention through the public and through the media as being just such a great design from the 60s and 70s. They got to bring it back. And number one on our list uses that same front end. It's called the Jeep Crew Chief concept. This is by far, this is not in any particular order, but this one is. This is my favorite concept of all time. So once again, it's got that slant nose front end, military looking vehicle, just like the Kaiser M715 military vehicle, but it's a four-door crew cab off-road pickup truck. 40-inch NDT tires with custom wheels all around. It's got a flat gray paint job, a canvas roof. This could not be any cooler if you uh, if you dipped it in, I don't know, what's a cool substance or a cool person? Uh, Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney. He's not cool. He's, he's, he's cool. He's so old. He's beyond being cool. I don't know. What are kids listening to now? What's I don't know. You're the kid. Chance the Rapper? <laughs> Alex, that, our producer? Is that someone no, people that's listen not, to? No, that's not cool either. Who's that guy? Um, Post Malone. Post Malone. Yeah, there you he, go. he's cool right now because he's got neck tattoos. <laughs> exactly. But this is cool without the neck tattoos. Uh it's got a wood uh, bed in it. It's you know the bed looks like something straight out of the 1960s military vehicles from like the Vietnam era. Uh, inside, it's got a compass instead of one of the vents. It's got toggle switches on the dashboard. Man, it just oozes unique, um, and it oozes off-road ability. So you know, I'm sure Mark uh, prepared, and I know he prepared because I heard it in the grapevine, a lot of really cool concepts for this year's EJS. Oh, shoot. Uh, and I don't want to hear that. That's a bummer. No, no, no. Hold on. It's not a bummer. I don't think they're going to be, you know, filed away in some warehouse in uh, uh, in Detroit. I think what's going to happen is uh, these Jeeps will probably come out, you know, once we're through this bit of time, maybe hopefully later this summer, maybe in the fall. But I'm, I'm, I'm fully expecting that this year's concepts are just furloughed and not you know, put off forever. I hope you're right. Oh, I'm sure I'm right because it's it's such an important part of um, the Jeep community. It's such an important part of the Jeep brand that I, I think, you know, hopefully six months from now we'll be doing more videos from Moab um, driving the concepts that, you know, we can only dream about right now. Right. Uh, you know, there's a bunch of other concepts that, that, that we didn't talk about. Every year there's, what, about six of them. We've been covering it for 10 years now. Yeah, there's so like 60 concepts. There's 60. You know, I, I think there's some notables. Uh, the Wagoneer concept, you remember that one? Yeah, they just did a, uh, it was, I think, the Cherokee Chief concept it was called. Um, there was a couple years ago, remember they did the off-road hot rod? Yeah, that was pretty cool. You remember that? Yeah. Um, what that else one, was That cool? one was funny because, uh, so Mark did an off-road hot rod based, basically it was a slam. Quicksand, it was called Jeep Quicksand. quicksand. It was concept. a slam Jeep. Uh, and there was a reporter there from, um, I think she was from somewhere either in Mexico or South America. She's definitely a Spanish-speaking reporter. Uh, and uh, yeah, she uh, took a pretty hard off-road. <laughs> I think she didn't understand the concept of a hot rod. She felt that it was a Jeep and it should be a rock crawler. Well, this thing was not a rock crawler. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it didn't, didn't, didn't run all that long after that. Yeah, that was not brilliant. Uh, what else was cool? They did something, uh, a Raptor fighter called the Sandstorm, which was really cool. The Jeep Red Rock Responder, which was this, I think it was JK, yeah, JK-based um, kind of like firefighting truck. 
you know, just so many cool things that have come out over the years in various various uh, forms and, and concepts. And they've had Grand Cherokees and even a compass. I was just watching one of our old videos. And, they and, spe- a compass. and speaking of the Raptor Fighter, I mean, there there's a program that unfortunately got canceled, but hopefully we'll get that. We're working on actually getting that Jeep in our offices this week uh, called the Mojave, yeah. which is a desert mm-hmm. runner, right? I mean, let's face it, uh, the Raptor... Uh, as a truck has always been about desert running, so high speed pre-runner for the Baja 1000 or Baja 500. Uh, and Jeep, the Gladiator, has been more of a rock crawler, right? It's been one that, that, that you lift and you have a lot of articulation, solid axles. And I think Jeep is going after the Raptor market with the Mojave, right? So they they basically created a, a mid-sized version of a Baja 1000 pre-runner. That's right, yep, yep. Absolutely. And if you go on a YouTube and just search TFL Car Jeep Concept, you'll probably find 45, 50 videos. We, every year we did a, a few-minute video around each of the concepts. And we talked to Mark Allen on camera about why he did them and what makes them special. Um, and then Nathan drives them around. <laughs> it's typically in, the in format. In a typical Nathan way. <laughs> <laughs> and almost busts them because Nathan, Nathan is either 100% on or nothing. So, he, he you know, he, he certainly uh, has put these vehicles through their paces. Uh, so... Right now, Tommy, if um, you were to look um, into your crystal ball, uh, what what Jeeps are, are you looking forward to? You think there'll be a mini Jeep? Uh, you think that what, what what's Jeep going to do? Where are they going to take it? We know that there's a Grand Wagoneer coming. Yep, um, I'm excited for the uh, EV Wrangler. Yeah, I think that'll be cool. We so know. there's plug-in Wranglers and Renegade and Compass coming, but I'm I, those will be cool. But I'm really excited for a full EV Wrangler. I think that'd be awesome. Yeah, because we figure that. Electric vehicles are coming to the off-road world, uh, and actually this week we just did a video where we tried to take the new uh, Range Rover um, Sport hybrid off-road, uh, and that didn't go all that well. Yep. Uh, transmission overheated. We've taken the uh, Tesla Model X off-road, and that didn't go all that well. No, nope, but hopefully the uh, we actually just took the Range Rover Sport plug-in off-road, and that didn't go all that well either. That's what I said. Yeah, you're, you're not listening. No, to I'm sorry. I'm looking up uh, Jeep <laughs> concepts. I apologize. So so electric off-roaders are coming. You know, motorcycles have been electric for a long time now. The Zero has been uh, doing a dirt bike. There's a lot of, like, um, off-roady, um, even scooters, electric scooters. But really, nobody has yet cracked the off-road uh, vehicle Rivian has, of course, foreshadowed a lot of uh, their trucks' off-road ability. Right. Right. They do like a tank turn. Uh, you, you see it always uh, flying around in either the desert or the mountains. Uh, but I'm really excited to actually have an EV or hybrid off-roader that works. And I think those are coming before the end of this year. Well, hopefully you're spot on because it's about time. It's yeah, it's about time. Uh, yep. And of course, the, the big gorilla in the room is a Cybertruck. Right. right. Uh, when that was unveiled, that, of course, had a lot of off-road cred as well, mm-hmm. at least according to Elon. So we shall see. Uh, and I'm sure we'll uh, you know, get back to business as usual and hopefully be in Moab uh, before the end of the year uh, talking to Mark Allen and, and seeing what crop of vehicles he's put together uh, for um, 2020. Yep, and head over to tflcar.com because we've got all this on our website. Be sure to check it out. Yeah, guys, thanks for watching and thanks for listening to this podcast. Uh, it's a weekly podcast, so uh, if you're enjoying it, uh, either come on over to TFL or let us know on the videos in the comments below or shoot us an email at what ask at TFL Truck if there's any topic that you'd like to listen to or info at TFL Car and we'll cover it. Uh, and hopefully uh, we'll give you 
something to do while you're probably stuck at home. As always, this is Roman. Yep, and Tommy. We'll see you guys next time. Take care. Ciao. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.